Welcome back to GPS to God. We are here to help you follow God's map to straighten your path. Sounds I try. Good. I mean, that's it's rolling right off your tongue now. I changed a, l- a little bit. It's we'll, good. we'll see. It is. It's still the only submission we have. So uh, it's got winner. To go. Yeah. But uh, we are glad that all of you are here. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. We want to hear from you. Podcast at parkwaybc.net. Reach out to us on Instagram, GPS to God. Just hit it in the search bar, and uh, uh, we want to hear from you. Make sure that you tell others about us as well. And if I didn't say it already, rate, review, and subscribe. We need, we need you to do that so we have more visibility for people that you don't know and we don't know. And we will know them soon. But uh, Simply Polly Co., our lovely tumblers here, we are so glad that uh, they have uh, helped us out with that and T-shirts and other things as well. Um, homemade and personalized items, anything you can want or imagine, they will give it to you. Well, they won't give it to you. They will sell it to you. Uh, but it is a great value. It's high quality. Simply Polly Co. on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, you know, you can order one of these GPS to Guide tumblers. I did confirm with Brittany. She said, nice. oh, yeah, we can do that. So Very nice. if you want to be part of the club, <laughs> order one. I have no idea what the cost is, but if you put in uh, promo code FANO50, <laughs> they'll give you 50% off. So, yeah, FANO50, that's your code for the week. Sure, Brittany, I appreciate that. Yeah, 50% off. And, uh, Brittany, if you can't do that, just uh, – uh, you know, shoot me a text and I'll get in touch with Zach Edson. He will gladly make up that difference. Um, I'm sure. So, uh, Brittany did say she is a fan of the gypsies, oh. uh, name. Okay. So she said that that gets her vote. Yeah. Good. But, uh, we are glad that you are here with us on GPS to God. I'm Daniel. Next to me is Stefano. We have Mr. Brandon Shanks sitting in with us today. And we also have Lance Ackridge with us today. Thanks for being here, Lance. You bet. Glad to be here. We normally don't introduce ourselves. We just assume, hey, we're big enough. You know who we are, right? <laughs> we, we, we put our names on the screen. If you watch on YouTube, we do put everyone's name on the screen, but we don't verbalize it for those um, just listening. And we had a, uh, a first, well, I don't know, a new listener, Amy Parrish. Oh. She the very first thing she did, she subscribed. Yeah. After she subscribed, she said, hey, I have a, a, a suggestion. You should introduce yourselves. As soon as nice. I read that, I was like, that's pretty like common public speaking, anything one-on-one. Like, tell people who you are, and we just never do that. Makes but, sense. But uh, Amy Parrish, thank you very much. That's a great suggestion, and we've done it. So <laughs> we'll try and keep doing it. But, uh, Lance, we have to get through a couple things here first. Um, so you'll have to bear with us, but feel free to chime in as well. All right. Um, we, we've had a, l- a little bit of a contest here asking should our fans, fans of this show, have a name, like a collective, how you refer to them. Um, so Gypsies was one that Stefano's wife sent Zip. in, and it's G-P-S, I-E-S. So Gypsies like it. playing mm-hmm. off the name. Um, J.C. Swafford sent in a couple guesses this week. Babylonians, Babylonians. <laughs> okay, okay. And I got JC went with the volume discount. He YouTube comments, emails, and Instagram comments, all all in nice. a span of about a day. But Babylonians. Okay. And he said, for those listening to Ryan Stefano and Daniel, Babylon each week. Wow, awesome. that's pretty good. Awesome. All right, awesome. well. 
sounded okay. good, and then he kind of threw us under the bus there. But, uh, <laughs> and then he went with uh, disciples. Disciples. So he, I'm going to spell this. Okay. Again, capital G, capital P in it. Okay. G I C I P L E S. Disciples. So you get the GPS in there okay. again. Okay. And he said a knockoff of disciples with GPS subbed in. Got it. Okay. And then uh let's see, he, for guests, the guests that comes on each week, he said we should introduce them by saying this week's GPS guest podcast speaker. Oh. Is. That's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. So. Just don't give JC too much credit. <laughs> Let's, well, here, we're, other... we're, we're about to pile on. Okay, yes. all right, good deal, good deal. <laughs> so he sent all this stuff in, commented on some videos. He actually got in a fight with Kiana about Kentucky. You know, he was really bringing down comments on the on the YouTube channel. Mm. But uh, this is the last line of his email. You can combine my two gift cards, naming the audience and guest speaker, into one for ease of payment if you like. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> That sounds like JC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he made up his own contest because the uh, introducing the guest speaker that wasn't even a contest. We was had. not. No, was not like it, the it, idea. An intro slogan, kind of like Correct. an intro greeting. So he just made up his own Correct. own uh, contest there. Nice yeah. try, but yeah, probably no not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> no prize. Gift, gift cards are in the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You check the mailbox every day for him. We send them digitally, but. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Ryan told a story of he was running the bases um, in a softball game, fell down, tried to get up, fell down, and the softball team started calling him Crawfish because he's from Louisiana originally, even though he only lived there six months of his life. But he still claims it. But we had a guest order this and send this in. I'll hold this up for the camera here on YouTube. This is a metal crawfish this is pretty nice. well made this is a handmade item has We're, some weight to it yes yeah. yes indeed this is uh from j and d artistic metal designs huh. j and d artistic metal design so thank you very much for that guys um uh we are gonna put this up on the bookshelf oh you have to and see sure. see how long it takes Ryan to notice it, because <laughs> he 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 won't know All this right. is here until this episode airs. So true, yeah. We'll, we'll see how long it takes. Right. I don't know. He he's uh I, I say he doesn't even pay attention before this episode airs, <laughs> and then we'll see if he listens to it to this episode or not. I sure guess we'll he will. Know. I'm so. sure he will. Well, that's enough of the goofing off. We're going to get into some real. <laughs> Real stuff now, the fun stuff, why we are here. We have Lance Ackridge with us. Lance is the club director for Stars Basketball Club. Uh, StarsBasketballClub.com is their website. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just put in the search bar, Stars Basketball Club, and you will see their um, page pop up right there for you. But, uh, Lance, thanks so much for being here. Um, I know we're going to get into lots of good stuff, but... uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what is Stars Basketball, and then we're going to go back into the history of it. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to rewind too much if we're going to unpack some history. But uh, but basically, we're we're a basketball club that serves greater Nashville, uh, really offer opportunities for first graders through seniors in high school to get on the court. And uh, so we're a year-round provider of basketball, whether it be camps, clinics, what commonly referred to are AAU teams. We don't you know, play AAU or 
uh, tournaments much. But uh, b- bottom line is we put teams together to play in tournaments uh, on weekends. So you would call it travel basketball. So, uh, But we have two other full-time staff members. We have a hub in Williamson County where we're primarily based, but we also have a hub here in what I call North Nashville, the Hendersonville, and do a lot of stuff out of Davidson Academy and – uh, we'll talk about Stefano and his involvement, I'm sure, a little later. But, but yeah, God has really grown us to to be probably the biggest basketball club in the state. And I don't say that uh, arrogantly. I say it proudly uh, because we are a faith-based club. And um, we we try to just do things a little different than most clubs. There's some other great options out there for the young athletes and families. But we want to be the best option. And, uh, you know, our mission is planting seeds for Christ through the game of basketball. And uh, we may talk about how we do that a little later. I don't want to get into other questions we may wander off into, but uh, I'm, I'm thankful to be here, uh, thrilled to talk a little bit about what God's been doing in our ministry and how we're hopefully impacting athletes on and off the court and, and uh, really proud of what we do and coach, our coaching staff that we have. So that, That's funny you say that. The last two weeks we've had questions typed out for the guests that were here and, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say we don't prepare every week, but, you know, we're trying to be better prepared, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, we we would ask one question the last two weeks, and those guests would answer three, four questions off of our sheet. <laughs> we're like, hey, hey, it's just one at a time here. Right. You know? but, so, so this week I prepared zero questions, so we're there just going to let it roll. There hey, we go. It's yeah. probably the best way. It might be. So that's, <laughs> that's what we've been doing. So. <laughs> But uh, so Stars basketball, let's go back into the history. We alluded to it a little bit. Can you tell people kind of where you came from on the basketball side? Yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll tie it together quickly, I hope. Uh, Number one, for me personally, I always grew up in a sports household. My dad played basketball at Murray State, and my mom and dad were both school teachers. And uh, anyway, two older brothers, just a big sports household. And I was blessed to grow up in a Christian household and grew up in church. But So I always had a love for for sports and um, went to college at Murray State, grad school at West Virginia. I thought I wanted to work in college athletics and met my now wife and uh, became a CPA, believe it or not, and worked in Nashville at one of the big six firms. And I'll tell you this story because during that time we were church hopping uh, over there in Franklin where we were living. And we we were attending uh, Clearview Baptist Church, and they started— Started a ministry called Upward Basketball, which was probably in 1997, a long time ago. And uh, they said they needed some coaches. And at the time, Upward Sports, a ministry out of South Carolina, was maybe one or two years old. And uh, they said, hey, it's an outreach ministry, and we need coaches, once-a-week practice, once-a-week games, and pretty laid back, not super competitive. And long story short, my wife said, you should coach. So I listened to my wife, and, uh, and, and I coached a team. And four or five months before that, I had given my life to Christ. And uh, even though I grew up in a church household, never got there with my faith. But uh, at that church, I accepted Christ as my Savior and was baptized. And then four or five months later, God put upward in my path and uh, volunteered to coach a team. And then fast forward from that, you know, fell in love with sports and sports outreach and ministry, saw how it could work. Uh, Moved home to Kentucky to get involved in a family business and uh, a group of young leaders that love basketball and love Christ. We we did upward at our church and it went really, really well. Our church doubled in size in two or three years. So lots of moms and dads and kids come to know Christ through our efforts. And I got curious to work for upward. So 
um, went to work for Upward. I worked for them for 14 to 15 years and, and met people at Parkway Baptist and Matt Meganson, Pastor Matt and I worked together uh, in, in getting, uh, I guess, helping Upward get going here, etc. And uh, And then during my time with Upward, held some different jobs, moved to Spartanburg, uh, moved back to the Nashville area about 13 years ago, was still working with the Upward Sports and churches and rec ministers, but they wanted to start a competitive level of basketball called Upward Stars. And um, they had tried it one year in Spartanburg. It went well, and they said, hey, we know you like basketball. Would you like to be a guinea pig and <laughs> do Upward Stars in Nashville? And I said, sure, let's go. Let's try it. So about eight years ago, they turned me loose and uh, really didn't know what what I was doing, didn't know what to do. I figured out quickly, you better have facility space or you can't play and you better have some great coaches or you don't have a team and then we'll go find the kids, you know? So, um, we did that and, and God just built spider webs of connections and we worked really hard. And I say, we, my wife was helping me and, and it's a lot of work and, uh, facility space was always an issue and, uh, but God has really guided us. And I mean that a hundred percent, it hasn't been easy, but, um, we have grown to where we are today based on having great relationships with people. You got to have great leaders. And we've got 50 or 60 coaches that work with us now. Uh, we probably touch three or 4,000 families a year, uh, now. And, um, but that's how kind of Upward Stars began. And then about three years ago, Upward, the church ministry out of South Carolina that partners with all the churches still, they said, we need to focus all our time, energy, and resources on Upward, and we can't do stars anymore. And uh, we had the decision to make internally uh, here in Nashville, do we want to keep stars going? And it was a God thing as far as timing, because when that that divorce if you want to call it that it was a nice divorce they helped us when it was time to do that we were at a break-even point in our ministry so my wife and i looked at each other and said hey we've worked too hard and we love it we we know our coaches and people are making a difference in young people's lives through the game of basketball let's keep it going and we became our own nonprofit, have our own local board of directors and we've been on our own for two and a half years now and um, we are climbing that ladder, you know, every year. We, um, we, we have about 40 athletes playing college basketball has played with us the last three years. Uh, our high school boys teams are on the Under Armour Rise circuit, which is a big, big deal. Uh, our girls' high school teams, which Stefano's involved with one of those, are playing at the highest, you know, really really mm-hmm. the highest level. They're playing the big mm-hmm. tournaments in Louisville and Indianapolis, et cetera. And then we've got little fourth graders down here playing, you know. So we, we do fourth grade through 11th grade. Uh, programming clinics, camps, but that's that's kind of how I got involved in sports ministry. And uh, you know, today's youth, I'm 52. Today's youth, and and a decade from now, we'll say it again. They face more stuff than we can ever imagine when I was young. You know, the peer pressure, the For social sure. media, self esteem, depression, anxiety, mental health. It's a big, big deal, right? And uh, sports is a great outlet for youth. And when you couple sports and get great coaches and great leaders like a Stefano that are going to pour into athletes on and off the court and try to coach with a discipline of excellence for Christ and just do it in a different way than probably is normal out there in the basketball world, then people, I think, like that. And uh, I think it's evident that where we are today, how we've grown, you know, people are craving more and, and they do want what's best for their children. And there's some other great options, but we, we want to be, you know, one of the best options around for kids. And, and God has allowed that to happen. So, 
long answer, so sorry about that. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're good. We're, <laughs> we, we are here for those long answers. <laughs> How can kids join this league? Is there a, a tryout that they go through, or does it depend on age? How, yeah. how can they get involved if no. they want to be on the team? No, great question. And uh, number one, you know, we have a terrific website that that's a lot better than it used to be. So <laughs> number one, you can always go to our website, starsbasketballclub.com, and check it out. But to get involved, really, um, over here on the north side of town, we, we form teams in the spring. And uh, so we'll have tryouts in mid-February all the way through the first week of March from fourth grade, usually up to high school athletes. So – Unlike what Upward Sports was, you know, we, there are tryouts, and unfortunately we do make cuts. So, uh, But that's one way you can get involved in the program is try out for a team. And if you make a team, then two practices a week and playing in area tournaments, et cetera. We also offer some summer camps over here in North Nashville at our North Hub and also in Williamson County. We'll have camps every week of the summer. And over there, since we have facility space year-round, we can run programming clinics and camps really year-round. So we're in the gym almost every day of the week. Uh, over there, we have a Dr. Dish shooting lab with four uh, Dr. Dish shooting machines where a kid can get up three, 400 shots in an hour. And we have different uh, Lab Plus products with speed agility stuff. So there's a little bit of everything you can do. So, uh, And we're not just for the elite athlete. I mean, we do have A, B, and C teams, you know. So you might be a young man or young boy or girl that sets the bench in middle school. But Mm -hmm. you might make our C team, you know. Uh, You might make a, a B team, depending on what what the talent level's like, but, but usually our top teams are super competitive, but even at camps, first, second grade, it may be an entry level for that kid, right? We have all different kinds of kids at our camps and we'll run a few invite only middle school elite camps where we have the best players. So, you know, it's better for competition for all kinds of, for the boys and girls for different reasons, but long story short, anyone can get involved. It's not a closed club. And if you, if you make a team, you're the only one that gets to partake. No, it's open to everyone. So. Going back a little bit into the Stars basketball story, when you broke away from Upward, is there a reason behind that? Was it money? They they were trying to shrink their focus back. Did maybe they expand too quickly, or or what what kind of precipitated that? Yeah, that break. No, up? great question. When they started Upward Stars, their their goal was they wanted to see Upward Stars grow across the country, like mm-hmm. Upward Sports had at, at Upward Sports heyday, probably ten to fifteen years ago. Upward Sports was partnering with, I think, about 2,000 churches. They were in 49 states. They were reaching half a million children a year through flag football, basketball, soccer, cheerleading. So everyone knew what Upward was, which is a great thing. It's once a week, volunteer coaches, volunteer refs, not super competitive. Uh, and they knew what it wasn't. You know, they knew it wasn't reaching that higher level family that wanted more. So it was reaching and doing its goal as far as who they were reaching, but they all upward looked at it and go, man, what about this kid though? So mm-hmm. we want to be a, a a player for Christ in the competitive basketball world. So when, uh, when they started upward stars, their hope was to grow it all across the country, a lot different than upward because it was relying on a leader in a community to go find gym space, to go find coaches, to pay coaches. And it's just a different model, ministry model, if you will. So it, it, it did go pretty well in probably 15 to 20 cities. I was the only one, though, that Upward was paying as an employee, and so I poured into it full-time. 
mm-hmm. in Houston and in and in Florida and Atlanta. They were people that were like you working full time jobs and just dabbling in it on the side. Yeah. And you can't dabble and do mm-hmm. very much, right? So that's the why it didn't grow as quickly and as large as upward sports did. So um when they pulled away, it was to really say upward was like, hey, it's not going as well as we anticipated. And upward sports with all the churches, we've got some things we need to address and we need to focus our resources and what God has given us on that ministry. So that's why they stepped away. So we used to be called Upward Stars. We had to drop the name Upward, but we kept Stars, obviously. So we're Stars Basketball Club, changed our colors and logos a little bit. But we wanted to keep the name Stars because we had built good brand credibility in the market space, and we didn't want to lose that. And plus, they're the ones that helped us get going. So uh, anyway, that's kind of how it all happened. Yeah, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, Fano, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question, but it, it's for Lance, too. Of course. So the kids, you know, the uh, tryouts at different levels and, you know, different abilities. What about the coaches? Do the coaches have to try out? How do they find these coaches, <laughs> Mr. Star's like, coach we pay over him, here? We pay them big, big money. Big, big, huge paychecks. That's the thing. Is there a vetting process or, 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 or what for the coaches? Because you are paying them, and it might be an 18-year-old kid that's just out of high school that really loves sports, wants to continue and become start becoming a coach. Right. So how does that work, and do you have to get rid of coaches? Well, I'll job, let you say anything it, you would it, like, Stefano. No, no, is your no, job far, on the line here, Fano? He only coaches far, about four far, teams. So. No, yeah. As far as coaching goes, I mean, it's it's been like a blessing for me because there's not another league that – the main reason what attracted me to, to Stars is that – it's all understood that we coach the right way. I mean, there's a lot of teams, a lot of clubs that you can get into that don't necessarily coach the right way. Um, It's not God-focused. So that's the attraction that I have. That's what's kept me going, seeing these these families. And like we said, they they go through their their varsity years or middle school years, and it's – you know, sometimes it's it's a little rough for them, and you can see that whenever through tryouts and through the season. So, it's a matter of my joy that I have in it is not. I mean, everybody wants to win, you know, but it's more for me building these young ladies, young men up because they they might get beat up a lot. They might just because they come to us, and you know, you wouldn't believe. I mean, first practice, they're deer in headlights when we say something as simple as shoot the ball. Well, my coach tells me not to shoot the ball if I touch it in the game. I mean, and these are – I mean, this is not just one-offs or anything like that. This yeah. is – so we sometimes have to spend the spring just building that player up and coaching them the right way and say, hey, you know, this is how you play the game. You know, you might – we always start – and Jason McGee, he's the other coach that I partner with, we always start by, you know, we'll never say anything disrespectful about – your current high school coach or anything like that. This is just what we're going to do for the next, you know, the next few weeks that you have with us. This is how we're going to coach you. So you do with that what you, what you like. So, but, but all that, like Lance says, the, the community of coaches that we have in the program is, is amazing. Most of us have played basketball all our lives and 
various capacities and have the you know the best interests of the kids that's at the forefront with uh combined with a god focus so and that's just something that you don't get um this day and age so yeah and stefano he's gracious he he's an assistant role for us so he's he's probably more or less a volunteer coach and uh so his big contracts definitely not on the table he might negotiate after this but uh i tell you what we've been super blessed to have great coaches and it's uh we have about 50 or 60 like i said about 80 percent are involved in the local schools whether they be a high school head coach high school assistant coach middle school coach a lot of former college basketball players a few former pro players that played overseas in europe uh, we have about five or six former Belmont players on mm-hmm. staff. They're just top-notch, you know, guys and, and ladies. And a, a couple of Lipscomb University mm-hmm. grads, Murray State grads coaching with us. They played there. You get at least one Vanderbilt grad we got player Van- because we, I locked sure him out of the gym yeah, the other yeah. night. <laughs> Vanderbilt, Eastern <laughs> Illinois. I could go on and on about colleges. High point uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that our coaches played at. But – Luckily, we have great retention of coaches. You know, mm-hmm. we we have hired coaches, and after a year, you have to be great at two things. One, you got to be our culture fit. You got to be great at de- representing Christ on the court and sidelines. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to coach with us. Mm-hmm. And number two, you got no X's and O's. And we've hired a few mm-hmm. people that maybe weren't up to speed on one or the other. And we've been blessed. Maybe in eight years, we've had like two or three coaches we have not asked back. And we have about 90% retention of coaches because some coaches move or some coaches like female coach has a baby. I need a spring off or (laughs) high school head coach says, man, I need a break. I need to be home this spring, but been super blessed to have great coaches because at the end of the day, we can talk culture and we talk about being more than basketball and, Mm -hmm. and, and we do, we bleed out that culture in our coaching staff. I think mm-hmm. Stefano would witness say that. And, and mm-hmm. the, the men and women we have involved are special people. They really are. But at the end of the day, that those kids' experience and that family's experience, it all boils down to the coach, really. I mean, right. really. Yeah. And because uh, you got nine or ten families you're trying to keep happy. And in the mm-hmm. sports world, it's hard to keep yeah. nine or ten families happy <laughs> yes, because there's one, two, two initials, PT. And that stands mm-hmm. for playing time. That's right. And uh, That's so it's and tough. And every parent thinks their kids should <laughs> get do. more. That's they right. Do. Every <laughs> level. But, uh, but I'm telling you, the coaches are the key, and we've been blessed to have great ones. And I think this year's staff, I almost say it every year, every year our staff gets stronger. And uh, it's a great community. I mean, it we is. have three, about two or three meetings a year where we corporately get together. We have some Zoom meetings too. But we get together two or three times just to socialize and fellowship, sure. really and to build community. So it, it's a, it's a great group of men and women and uh, really blessed by that. So, yeah. and it's very common. I mean, and, and there's things that, that we do. We have, um, once a week we have character lesson devotions that we do at practice. Um, so it's just it's a lot of stuff that we do. Some of the tournaments, most of the terms we have on Sundays. So if there's a team or a tournament that we're in, we'll be sure to do devotion that morning before we play so it's it's all god focused so yeah. that then that's the like i said that's the attraction and yeah. that's what keeps me coming back and wanting to impact these these young kids lives yeah and we all know this none of us are perfect i'm certainly For not sure. none of our coaches are perfect <laughs> but we just want to be consistent <laughs> we want right. to consistently represent christ and how we operate our club how we treat our families how we coach how we treat the refs how we leave the benches we want to be different and like i said the aau 
bar out there, <laughs> not to be ugly, but you could ask a lot of people. It, it was set pretty low. And, uh, and, and, um, it, it's not about the kid usually it, it's mm-hmm. not it's it's sometimes about the coach and mm-hmm. what are you doing for me you know it's more transactional and not transformational and and uh, we want to impact kids on and off the court and yeah we want to help them improve on the court and make them be a better basketball player obviously but we also want to most importantly to us help them be a better young man and young woman and you know second corinthians four eighteen says we're not to focus on the things that are seen but the things that are unseen Things that are seen are temporary. Things that are unseen are eternal. Basketball, baseball, all these things we love, I love them, they're temporary, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What matters is, man, are we planting seeds for Christ in these young people's lives? And God's going to take it from there, right? We just do our part. We call our, I call our coaches farmers. Man, don't leave <laughs> seeds in your pocket. Plant the seeds. <laughs> God will take it from there, you know? And uh, I didn't know this. You guys probably did. Um, Ted Quinn, who works for us, runs all our programming clinics, camps, directs our lab. He worked for a ministry called Nations of Coaches, who worked with college basketball coaches in the South, et cetera, for, and is a ministry. You guys may know this, but I didn't know this till he told me. James Naismith, who invented the game of basketball, he invented the game of basketball to reach people for Christ. He's up there in Boston trying to figure out how to get people inside, right, during the cold winters of Boston. I think it's Boston. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. And he invented the game of basketball to reach people and young men for Christ. And that's wow. true. You can Google it, Wall Street Journal story several years ago. <laughs> but uh, James Naismith invented the game to reach people for Christ. So basketball is a great, great sport, and it's a great way to do lots of things with, with young people. For sure. so. Knowledge bombs being dropped yes, all over the place. Not, I did not was not aware of that. Me either. Pretty cool. That's a, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> when – Obviously, you can't do anything during regular season. So, when do you start after the after the state championship games? Obviously, for for state of Tennessee. Yeah, no, great question. Yeah, for for middle school athletes and high school athletes, we have to wait until those those seasons are over because uh, we respect the TMSAA and the TWSAA. <laughs> so, we usually have tryouts at the end of those middle school seasons, which usually is mid February. Uh, early February, and then high school athletes kind of start trickling off mid-February, and then we'll run those high school tryouts all the way into early March because they cannot come to a tryout if they are still alive in the playoffs and dressing varsity. That's right. Yeah. Now, you might see some other tryouts happening in other places, <laughs> but we're not doing it until it's over because we don't want to jeopardize a, a young man or young woman's eligibility for their high school team. Mm-hmm. Now, for fourth and fifth grade, we'll crank them up a little earlier because they're not under any – high school or middle school Mm -hmm. jurisdictions so uh, that's when the team trouts are for spring which is our you know bread and butter but also in in Williamson County due to that gym space consistent gym space we have summer teams for rising fourth through rising eighth graders those trouts are coming up in mid-May so we'll do 12 or 13 summer league teams for those age groups and then in the fall, we run a little fall youth league on Saturday evenings over there that's bring your own team in. So we, we'll run that with about 65 teams coming in. We'll put about 15 teams of our own in that, just a little five- or six-week league, no practices for us, and just come in and play games and on a Saturday evening to kind of get ready for school sports mm-hmm. yeah. you know, starting. And then we run – one of my favorite things is we run a huge high school hoops league in the fall. A lot of kids from North Nashville, Davidson County, Rutherford County, Dixon County playing it. But we run that on Sunday evenings because that's when we can get gym space from um, right after Labor Day 
through the third week of October. And the whole purpose of that league is you sign up as an individual. Only three people from the same school can play on the same team. That's a TSSAA rule. So we form teams and make them as equal as possible. Uh, last year we had a JV boys division, varsity boys division, and a girls division. I think we had 24 teams. So about 240 high school athletes coming in there and playing in that on Sunday evenings. Mm-hmm. And we run that all the way up through the end of October. And then that's when their high school basketball practices start about a week later. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way for high school athletes to get in the gym and get ready for high school practices. And it's a lot of fun for our coaches. Yeah. And selfishly, it's a great way for us to get to connect with some kids and mm-hmm. see kids play and say, oh, man, we need to get that young lady at tryouts <laughs> next spring, you know. And so selfishly, it's kind of some scouting, but it's a lot of, lot of fun, you know, that high school hoops league. So sure. I hope that answers your question about oh, the timing. Did. Yeah, timing. of, And we do winter teams, too, for little kids <laughs> over there in Williamson County for fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. So. Yeah. We do a lot of a lot of stuff. Lot of, yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Spring, guy. summer, fall, winter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, You're right. You can Never play basketball anytime. You can. Anytime. You can. That's right. So for the <laughs> North Nashville, with some of that stuff, you, I guess you could travel to win. Yeah, we do have yeah, several, but, yeah. But for North Nashville, what what's – Springs are bread and butter, Spring. yeah. Mm-hmm. Trouts in February, late February, early March. Then if we're hoping to do four summer camps over here this summer. And we've done a little bit of fall programming at times on Saturday mornings over here when we can find consistent gym space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so, yes, yeah, so we dabble in the summer over here in Hendersonville area, Davidson Academy area. And then uh, but we do plan on offering some four summer camps. Yeah, yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So I guess that kind of leads into another question of what are some needs for stars basketball? Like is gym space? the biggest need yeah gym space is the biggest need i mean we uh over there at uh at our williamson county hub we used the facility that used to be called a game uh it's on 215 gothic court near the cool springs mall it's now called toa sports performance center we share that facility with alliance volleyball club so they basically we sublease from them so we're blessed to get two full courts each court has six rims so we have 12 rims really year round and uh but we also have a great relationship uh with battleground academy so we rent gym space from them all spring for our spring practices and we use about four to six other gyms over there in williamson Mm -hmm. county and then over here on the north side we're blessed to have a great relationship with davidson academy we're over there every night of the week Mm -hmm. Uh, our teams practice twice a week in the spring so uh we need quite a bit of gym space for our 48 teams we have 48 teams this spring 12 over here in hendersonville area and 36 in williamson county so we're blessed over here to have great relationships with some schools due to our coaches you know uh, we use some various Sumner County schools uh, and rent those gyms out as well. But, yeah, without facility space, you can't do the ministry. So over here we're kind of limited. Twelve teams is the most mm-hmm. I think we've ever had in Davidson uh, in, in North Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't really do more unless we have more gym space. And obviously Parkway Baptist here, you know, you guys are great to us. We use your gym, I think, two or three nights a week, and we're blessed to have it. And uh, so, yeah, you got to have gym space. So – that's what we were continually – if we can just find one more gym one night a week, we can get two practices in, you know. So that, that helps us. So that's, that's the number one need really is, is gym space. If someone was to hear this in another city, another state, another country, and they said, man, I would love to start something along the, the, the lines of Stars basketball, what is something you would tell them? to look out for what would be the most important thing and how 
what is some advice on how they can share Jesus? Yeah, that's a, that's a broad question. That's a, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I love people and I think, um, uh, for me, you know, Jesus, you know, they asked him one day, bullet down real simple. I heard a pastor say this one time, you know, Hey, what's the purpose of our existence? And, and Jesus said, Hey, love God, love others. You know, I love people. Uh, I love networking, but, you can't do anything without facility space, you know? And then once you have facility space, like I said earlier, you got to go find great leaders who are going to be more than basketball, you know? And, uh, and we have those. So a, you know, lots of prayer, but you got to have facility space leaders. And then after that, you can go find the kids. If you got the right coaches and you got a hoop, they can shoot on right. Consistently. You can go get the kids if you're about the right things, I think. And that's what we've done. And as far as the ministry side, you know, you just can't ever make that second. You know, everything, I think you look at any successful college basketball program, high school mm-hmm. basketball program, I think it all starts with culture. And and, and it starts with relationships, you know. And uh, I believe that, uh, you know, we've built a great culture here. Our coaches have built that culture with other coaches. They've attracted friends and people in the network to come and coach for us. And it's just a spider web of that or snowball almost that keeps kind of going downhill. But the ministry side for us has to be first. And I've told our coaches that all along. Uh, I love working hard and, and whatever I do, I think I'm going to work pretty hard at it. But I, I uh, you know, I can, I can go sell widgets or go back to accounting work if I want to. If we were just doing basketball, I promise you I wouldn't do it because it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not. To me, it's too much time, and we pour too much sweat, blood, and equity in it. But if we're going to plant those seeds and be more than basketball, then I'm all in, you know. And uh, so if anybody wants to start sports ministry, you better keep the main thing the main thing, mm-hmm. you know, number one. And God's going to take it from there. I think he, I would hope and think that he has given us everything we've needed. Um, And I I would hope that that's the case because we're trying to consistently, not perfectly, but be who we say we are. You know, that's, that's the first, that's, that needs to be number one. Yeah. And Lance does a great job, obviously. I mean, he, I don't know how he does it, but he, uh, he shows up for tryouts he, he he helped us out at some of our tryouts and ran some drills and stuff like that. So and he does that for multiple teams. So he's uh he, he's been a a huge example for me and blessing for me as well. Just all the I don't see how he how he does all of it, but he gets it he gets it done and just not sacrificing anything for the culture that that he is that he's created. So it's uh it's been a huge blessing for us. He's nice to say that. He wants to negotiate that contract. <laughs> that's, that's not at all. Renegotiate. That's not at all. You remember what I said about you on the podcast? <laughs> there, there's a gentleman at our church. You talk about planting seeds. And he had this say, he told me that, or a group, I happen to be in this group, he said it, that we need to be willing to plant trees whose shade we will never sit under. It's good. It's really good. The the same thing. You're planting those seeds, and God is going to cause those to grow in his time, not our time. People move away. Life happens, and, you know, you may not see the fruit that comes to bear from the seeds that you're planting. Um, But I I thought, man, that struck me. I had to think about it for a second when he said it. 
plant trees whose shade we will never sit under. But what kind of once I wrapped my head around, I was like, I love that saying. That's no, awesome. That's strong. Yeah. And Stefano uh, referenced it earlier, but the character lessons, you know, the audience may go, well, what's that? What is a character lesson? But great thing about sports, you know, whether you tie scripture and God into it or not, sports, we all love them, right? We love sports. But we all know sports. I was like to play just high school sports. And, but I know it taught me, you know, discipline and teamwork and sacrifice and perseverance, you know, not giving up and, and you can go on and on decision-making and friendships, relational, you can go on and on about all the life skills that sports teaches young people. Right. And then it's so easy and natural to tie in a scripture verse to a topic like that, uh, that you can relate discipline. Uh, making wise choices on and off the court. Was that a good shot or bad shot? That's a bad shot. You know, <laughs> is, uh, is not studying for your test a good choice or bad choice? Bad choice, you know, so yeah. good consequences, uh, you know, good, good decisions, good consequences, bad right. decisions, bad consequences. Then you mm-hmm. can tie in a scripture verse to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scripture verse that talks about a good tree bears good fruit. Bad tree bears bad fruit. You're known by your fruit. I'm just saying there's all kinds of scripture that you can easily tie into Mm -hmm. topics that relate to sports and life that young people can relate to, and then they do. And our coaches are delivering content like that in a non-forceful way, Q&A, relaxed, and Mm -hmm. kids talk, and it's just a great thing. And we've got some coaches that do a tremendous job, Mm -hmm. and that's after practice or before practice, you know? And uh, that's 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 how those seeds, you know, are planted. So sure. Have, have you noticed uh, this the kids absorbing one lesson better than others? Maybe that may not be a great question, but is there a topic that you hit on or your coaches hit on that you know is going to be a winner every season when that's presented to the kids? Yeah, Stefano, you might have a, an example. Uh, I don't really know of one specific, you know, uh, lesson um, that, that kids certainly relate to more than others. You know, every coach has some of their favorite topics, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, you know, um, so I, I know one of my favorites, and, and I'm not an Alabama football fan necessarily, so I just <laughs> made a lot not. of your viewers turn <laughs> off because I know we're in UT country here. But uh, you know, Nick Saban, uh, I read part of his book one time, maybe saw a podcast or something, but his, his, he was talking about these athletes you know, um, at, at Alabama, at UT, at any SEC school. You can get who you want for the most part, right, as far as recruiting. And so Alabama goes after all these top-notch athletes, and we tell our athletes, you know, man, they got the pick of the litter, right? And he's going after, Nick Saban's going after and guys, A and D, and not butt guys. And and kids will kind of laugh at that, you know. And we don't want any butt guys at Alabama. We want and guys. And what he means by that, man, all these – this athlete recruiting the same athlete, same guy with the same skill set, Right, they can run so fast and catch the ball, whatever in football. I'm not a big football guy. Run that four, the forty, whatever. I don't know what it is. Jump, all those things. Bench the weights. They're the same, but one kid. Andy's got a great attitude. Andy's a great teammate. Andy works hard. Okay, or the other guy, but he's a punk. But he's disrespectful. But he never goes to school. But he's always in trouble. So. 
who are you going to be? You want, you want to be the and guy or do you want to be the butt guy? You know, mm-hmm. and kids will laugh at that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban is going to recruit the and guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your high school coach is going to play the and guy or a girl. Talent's the same. The other one may not even make the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> College coaches, when they're watching you play in these big NCAA live mm-hmm. period events, which our kids play in, they notice if your motor's good. Is your attitude good? Is your body language good? All right. That's an and person, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a fun one I think that kids can relate to. That's one of my one of my favorites, even though I'm not a big Alabama football fan. So <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Get, gotta take the good quotes, the good lessons, no matter where yeah, they come do. from. Yeah. Stefano, do you way. have one? No, maybe just, just will we will we I mean, and a lot of coaches, I mean, within our circle and other circles, just just being different if somebody's there that more than likely haven't seen you play. And it's not a matter on, like uh, he referenced, like the benches. Most teams just leave the benches, water bottles, chairs are straight. We always make it a point to kind of straighten the chairs for the next team behind us and everything and watch out for them. So just being just doing things that are different, unusual, that unfortunately aren't seen a lot, but just the way you conduct yourself, whether you shoot a shot and you storm off or you get pulled out of the game and you're over there pouting, somebody's in that gym saying, this is the first time I've seen them play. Is that okay for me to do? Mm-hmm. And that might you might be passing along bad habits no matter what. So you're always on stage and you need to be aware of that, have that awareness. And that goes, and then we teach from – freshman girls all the way up to junior girls so um just making sure that they understand that that it's not you know it's not all about you mm. so yeah that's something that we like to like to hit on I, i'm not a huge soccer person fan i mean i enjoy the game and i know they are elite athletes but that's about where it ends for me right <laughs> but i saw uh not long ago the premier league Biggest league in the world, probably. It was a post-game shot of, I guess this guy's famous. I couldn't tell you. But he's on one of those teams, so he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. After the game was over, they were the visiting team. It showed him he was sweeping the locker mm. room. Mm. All the grass and the dirt and everything from the cleats. And he was sweeping the locker room. A player just played in the game, and he said – I always try and leave things better than what I found. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. something. That's so a professional athlete sure. modeling yeah. that is yeah. – I'm sure there are many of them. Mm-hmm. We just don't see that these days. You right. know, it's about the popularity. Yep. What are they promoting? Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. Yep. Their brand <laughs> and not about the – how about you be a good person? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to touch on something that Fano was talking about and Lance has brought it up too about these – about coaches, I mean, and, and I've been, I've been to some AAU games before, and it, I mean, it's nothing but a yell fest, and sometimes even a cussing fest, mm-hmm. and and you know, and that's obviously not the uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the character that you want these, especially young kids, even high school kids, to to see a coach acting like a complete lunatic, and um, you know, I just know from. To, from Fano and Jason McGahee that that that's not going on right there. Um, we were fortunate enough to, a couple of weeks ago uh, on a Tuesday night it was here and we had a Deacons meeting and Coach is it Coach Kim's or Clem 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 I mean he mm-hmm. was down there and 
the guy was coaching, not yelling. There's a difference between yelling and coaching. Right. And he was coaching his his team. I believe it was probably rising. He's got eighth grade boys, eighth grade rising boys. freshmen. Yeah. And uh, I know a couple of them that were down there from uh, from T.W. Hunter. But, you know, in some of these coaches, they think yelling is coaching. <laughs> that That's not how you do it. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, he was coaching and telling them going through drills. I mean, he was working those kids, but it was all in a positive way. That's right. Yelling and amongst other stuff is not and they they think that's the way it is. And mm-hmm. you know, and I've been I've been to some college games and uh sit behind the bench at at a couple of college games and I'm just like, wow. I mean, that's coming out of a Yep. That's coming out of a coach's coach's mouth, and and you know one of them used to be at. I'm a big UT fan. We had one at Knoxville. Uh, you know, he's not at Auburn now, years. is he? Yeah, he's 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 now now down at the Plains of Auburn. But uh, and I've sat behind the you know pretty close behind the bench at to Rick Barnes, mm-hmm. and you never hear that coming out of Rick Barnes' mm-hmm. mouth. And uh, you know, and I think that I think the same 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 things over it. Over at Vandy with Coach Stackhouse, he doesn't say a lot anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's—I think he's a pretty good guy, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think I don't—I don't know that for a fact. But it's all—it all goes back to there's a difference between yelling and coaching. Right. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, for your sake, Coach, that coach the other night was just—he I mean, was flat out coaching, and I know it's coming from when Fano and Jason McGahee are doing their team. I know mm-hmm. it's coaching; they're not yelling their. Yeah. Their their uh, brains out at the, at the at the players, so it makes a makes a world of difference. Yeah. So. No, I think there's definitely you know I call it old school coaching. I'm yes. 52. I think there's a lot of yelling, and you know every coach has their different style, mm-hmm. and and but I, I believe um, there's a there's a fine line there that obviously you can you can teach and coach and motivate. You know, I've always said if you have to use bad language to motivate, then you're not a very good coach. No, no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so. I think there's a fine line there, but teaching, encouraging, building up kids, bragging mm-hmm. on people doing it right instead mm-hmm. of jumping on somebody's uh, rear end for always doing it wrong, bragging mm-hmm. on somebody doing it right, which hopefully bleeds to everybody else starting to try to, oh, mm-hmm. I want to do it right too, man. Mm-hmm. Coach is bragging on, yep. you know, Jennifer, man, mm-hmm. I, I want to do that too. And yep. uh, there's always different ways to say stuff, you sure. know, and sure. uh, we're big on telling our coaches, teach the why, you know, well, why – don't just tell kids to do something. Try to tell them why this is important, you know. Help them to understand the game. And and we're also big on man-to-man defense. We don't require it, but I'm telling you, when you go watch our fourth and fifth and sixth grade teams play, <laughs> we'll play man-to-man a lot because we believe that's the right thing to do at that age. Now, we may not win as many games sometimes because you can win more playing a little 2-3 zone at fourth grade because most kids can't shoot too good. But I'm just saying, we try to teach kids the game and do it sure. the right way. And yeah. uh so, uh, but there, yeah, so I appreciate yeah. you saying that. But yeah, the yeah. coaches, I think the best coaches uh, are the best communicators. Uh, they, they build the relationships with the kids. And I've always heard this, man, coach, because you care, I care. Man, you mm-hmm. care about me. Well, guess what? I'm going to run through that brick wall for you because you care, yeah. I care. You know, so yeah. kids yeah. got to know you care. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Coach Glenn Clem, who you're talking about, former Vanderbilt basketball player. I locked him out of the gym the other night. <laughs> oh, you did? That's the one I locked out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he, he wasn't mad. It was all good. <laughs> yep. I, I, embarrassing moments for Dan. <laughs> 
unintentional. But uh, <laughs> so, real quick, Brandon, you have a son who is a college athlete now, who used to play upward basketball here. How is it for a parent seeing that progression from you know a little kid youth basketball to going to middle school, high school, and college, and seeing different kinds of coaching? And then how do you combat that if maybe you have a coach that's not a Christian or not as, uh, you know, not a builder up kind of person? How do you combat that from the family side and trying to pour into your student athlete that may be disgruntled or discouraged or something? Yeah, it, it yeah, he played, well, both my kids played upward here and, and, uh, you know, when, when Emily quit playing basketball and whenever she quit playing upward here, but, Jackson continued on to, uh, you know, to play. He all played all the way up to seventh grade here, and unfortunately, he did not make the but the middle school team at at Knox Doss where he was at. But he's developed great relationships with a bunch of those guys that that he that were on that basketball team, and then he went to went to Beach High School there. So, you know, and and, and Jackson played for at at Beach. He played his uh, last two years. He played for a great coach, uh, Coach Josh Carmen. Um, at, at, at Beach High School and and he uh, you know he Coach Carmen is uh, with uh, Full Count Ministries up in Hendersonville uh, it's a baseball mm-hmm. league so okay. just like stars mm-hmm. yeah uh, and they have devotions at every practice and, and mm-hmm. during the they play in the fall but you know it, it number one it all starts with myself as being a dad and being a being a mom or not me being a mom but Chrissy being a good mom. That's where it starts at first. It starts mm-hmm. at the home first. And we have to, as parents, we have that responsibility for our kids. And, um, and then ultimately it, it, it all depends on who, uh, who, who they're hanging out with. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we tried to, you know, kind of see where their friends are at and, and Hey, they've made mistakes. I'm not telling you that both my kids are perfect by no means that they've made their mistakes, but, but it all—it's all who they surround themselves with. When they surround themselves with good people, they're gonna—they're gonna—they're gonna be good people. And uh, you know, so. But it's important to have, uh, you know, to have good coaches, um, in in, in at wherever Davidson beat wherever you want to, mm-hmm. you know, where you want to go. It's important to have. It's important to have good coaches, and I know. All the, for instance, I know all the coaches over at Beach High School, pretty much all of them, and, and currently, and and there are some really, really good coaches over there, mm-hmm. and that really, really, really care about the kids. Yes, they care about winning. Don't get me wrong. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody wants to win, but they ultimately care about the kids, and that starts, you know, at the top with the administration and the athletic director, and. It starts there, and then it all, that all trickles down to all the coaches there that that coach that coach the kids there at at, uh, at Beach High School and Davidson Academy and whoever that wherever your kids going. So it's important. Well, Lance, thank you so much for being here. Um, StarsBasketballClub.com, StarsBasketballClub on Instagram and Facebook. Are there any other ways that people can reach you? Is that the three main ways? That's the three main ways. Yeah, we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We even have special high school boys and girls accounts on Twitter and Instagram for college coaches to follow our high school athletes. We created that about a year ago. So we kind of 
have separate audiences. Facebook's a catch-all, really. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, you can stay up to speed with us on social media. We've got two other teammates that work full-time, and one of those mm-hmm. uh, a young lady does a tremendous job with our social media. And uh, so we put a lot of stuff out there to brag on our kids, and, and we do a lot to help them in the recruitment circle. So that's how you can keep up with us, that and, and our website. So thank you. So if you would like to reach out to Stars Basketball Club, for a uh, tryout for your son or daughter, or maybe you're a coach or would like to coach and get involved there. Maybe you would like to uh, let them use your gym space. You have access to a gym, or maybe you just want to be a prayer partner. Give give them some money. Everybody likes money. You can give us some money, too. Um, Podcast at parkwaybc.net. We we will, by all means, let you know how you can donate some money. But uh, uh, Stars Basketball Club, reach out to them if you are interested in uh, playing, coaching, praying, um, whatever – may interest you and help you but lance thank you so much i mean we can tell your passion passion for the kids passion for planting those seeds pouring god into them and they are going to go out and continue that uh in their lives as well so thank you so much for being here and sharing your story no i certainly appreciate it enjoyed our conversation which was mainly one-sided with me talking (laughs) but i enjoyed it immensely so thank you very much absolutely fano you got the you got the exit I got the exit. Okay, so we'll do, uh, there's a verse, since we were talking about kind of community, so uh, this was part of my um, devotion today. So it comes from Hebrews uh, 10, 24. It says, And let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting, not neglecting to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So, um, we're not made to walk this walk alone. So having, um, being together, uh, being part of organizations that promote community and God focused, that's, that's what we're made to do and to, to spread the word out to everyone. So. Again, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to GPS to God, and we will see you all again next week. We hope you're enjoying GPS to God. Rate, review, and subscribe across every platform you use. Help us spread the word by telling your friends and family to watch, listen, and subscribe.